0: always wins play long enough you never change the stakes the house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along you bet big and then you take the house been practicing this a little bit did i rush it felt like i rushed good i liked it What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, with me in the studio, Nick Bombrick. Sup. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascanning. Yo. This is episode 151. We are on to Houston. The final four is set, and I think it's safe to say nobody saw this coming. It's disgusting. I do not remember a tournament with more upsets, with just more unexpected outcomes. No one seeds, no two seeds. Are there, is there, no, there's no three seeds no it's (laughs) kind of ridiculous it's kind of not to be believed but this is why it's the best and worst I do kind of feel like we're getting cheated out of what would have been the best possible games I guess but to be the best you got to beat the best so yeah it's what makes the tournament great but yeah no it's just I mean it doesn't help that we're all out nobody has a chance in the bracket challenge at this point I do have a UConn bracket as my number three bracket, but there's nothing I can do. I will lose by two points when they inevitably win the national championship. So that is unfortunate. But before we get into everything, um, a couple points I wanted to touch on. Um, I think everybody should give credit to the uh, the Metro Nashville PD. You saw the uh, body cam footage? Yeah. That was wild. Another uh, Another school shooter. So that's obviously unfortunate, but you got to tip your cap whenever, uh, whenever the police force shows up and shows out, they did exactly what they needed to do. They did the opposite of what the, uh, Uvalde police force did. What'd you think?
1: Yeah. I liked the video. What, what, you liked it. <laughs> yeah. They busted in there.
0: No, they did. I mean, that's what they fucking should have did in Texas. So you go in there, you neutralize the threat. You don't worry about sanitizing your hands. Yeah, the
1: guy that killed him, man, he was so like, calm because I watched the whole thing. They, they e- had two e- of them.
0: Easy with that guy term, okay? What you mean? It was a trans. Yeah, but
1: the guy that killed him. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And I mean, <laughs>
2: the M. Shooter.
1: Yeah, I'm saying EM. Okay, so yeah, yeah. whatever they want to interpret it how you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, like when he got out the car, there was, I guess, an administrator or mm. teacher outside the building. And he was super calm going in there.
0: The the, the cop. Yeah. What did the administrator say? Because I kind of fast forwarded, got to the good stuff. Um, I don't know. Basically, that Jesus Christ, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see it? Yeah. It. I mean, it's. I told Dave, don't watch it. You're gonna be you're gonna have nightmares. <laughs> I was like, don't don't. You don't need to watch that, Dave. Um, no. I mean, it is serious shit. It's it's extremely unfortunate what happened. We're not going to get political or anything like that, but you gotta you gotta applaud the police force for going in and doing what they're there to do: neutralize the threat, save as many people as you possibly can. I do think it's funny how quickly they put the body cam footage out. When they do well, they blast that shit out. But and yeah. they fuck up. They're like, "Ah, we're looking for it. Yeah, we're we're, 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 we're doing an audit." Um, but yeah, those guys in Uvalde are like, "Shit, maybe we should have done that." Yeah, but. What can you do? Um, all right. Number two that I had on the list. Did you try the gold handle coffee? Yeah. What'd you think?
1: It's good. It's not like the best coffee I've ever had, but it's definitely a oh, solid there, coffee.
0: There goes any sponsor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus laughs> try that again. Try that again.
1: Okay. Did you try <laughs> to
0: Did you try the gold handle coffee? Yeah. What'd you think? I'll tell you what. It's pretty smooth.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. They reached out to us. So they were like, I said, I said, could become the official coffee of the Big Easy Bets podcast. They said, hey, you never know. Let's talk. Yeah. So. I was hoping to do better. in the oh, tournament. In the tournament. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've, I've had a turnaround as of late, though. I am seven and four. Yeah. In the last weekend stretch, I guess. So that was a good turnaround for me. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It's been all Starbucks for me. I like somebody making my coffee, handing me a cup of their childhood neglect. Yeah. I like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I want them to feel like their parents didn't give them enough hugs. So they're here putting their sadness in a cup. Mm-hmm. So um, I have no problem. You can, you can look however you want. You pour the coffee as long as it's, as long as you do the right ratio of sweet cream to cold brew, I'm okay with it. So do you have a preference? What is it called? It's the vanilla sweet cream cold brew coffee. Mm.
2: Yeah, I used to get vanilla cold brews. Uh, coffee doesn't taste the same to me anymore. Since when? Um, Since Ida.
0: Since Hurricane Ida? Yeah. They messed up your taste buds?
2: Yeah, man. Taste and smell. Hurricane Ida. What? That's when Marissa <laughs> got COVID mm. and uh, taking care of her for a week. Did your taste and smell ever come back? Yeah.
0: I remember you, were, you and Zach were trying to hold out saying y'all couldn't taste certain things.
1: It's still not uh, the same as it was. I don't buy it. Coke is
2: disgusting now.
0: I me. will say that I, that is the one thing that I noticed, actually. Yeah. So I've said that probably a million times on this podcast was that toothpaste and Coke. Yes, there must be a toothpaste, component. There yep. must be a component in both mm-hmm. that that hit the taste buds similarly. Yep. No, I remember the first time I got it. I was eating Chick Fil A. I'm like, and I love Chick Fil A breakfast. So I'm just sitting there eating. I'm like. I can't taste shit, man. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I was like, the strawberry jelly, I can't fucking taste it. Test it, I was like, oh, shit. And it kind of fucked me up a little bit, but... Yeah. But turns are... out that was just the flu, so... Really? No, it was COVID, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But who knows these days, man? Yeah, bullshit, it, can't, it was just the flu. Can't right. trust anybody. Um, uh, no,
2: those vanilla cold brews are good, though. Yeah. They are.
0: Yeah, I don't drink them for the taste. I drink it for... What it makes me feel. So, all right. Um, other thing. MLB opening day two days. Hell are we yeah. are we gonna announce our uh, Cardinals fanhood? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Where's the? I got the bat right here. Oh shit. This, the the uh, the Albert Pujols seven hundred commemorative club. Hit
2: that here. Put it on camera. Let them see.
0: It's engraved seven hundred home run club. So naturally.
2: That is pretty cool. That though.
0: would make me the biggest Cardinals fan. Yeah. Are we ever going to go to a game? I don't know if I'll ever go back. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> when they play the Astros. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I got the Pujols jersey. I got the Arenado jersey. I mean, I'm a bigger fan than most, I guess, by yeah. by the merch. Uh, But yeah, I guess. I mean, I'll put a futures bet on them, and we'll just ride the Cardinals. See what happens. They made the playoffs every year for like the last two decades. And then the last thing did you see uh Bronny James got second in the McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk Contest. No. Some people feel like he got short changed and uh should have won. Mm. He no, did, I didn't even see any of he the He did like a self oop, reverse two-handed reverse dunk and they gave him like a bunch of nines.
2: That was the one where he was still in his warm-ups. Yes. Yeah, I just thought, I thought that was a pretty smooth dunk.
0: Yeah, it was. I I don't He's know. He has some bounce for 6'3", dude. Yeah, I mean, his dad is LeBron James, but yeah. I'm going to come off as a hater, but I don't think he's that fucking good. Yeah, you said that last time. I don't know, dude. Well, he averaged 14 points in high school his senior year. That's not bad. We went to school with people that averaged more than 14 points. <laughs> oh, yeah, points.
2: at least he averaged, I think, what, 17?
0: Nah, I think it was like 16, but 15 no. or 16.
2: I mean, yeah, you expect more being James, but.
0: But in the state championship. Do you know what he did? No. 10 points. Was playing against a Duke commit who scored 28 points.
2: Was he guarding them?
0: Or it might not have even been the state championship, but it was in the playoffs. It was an elimination game. Oh, I don't know if he was guarding them. He's he's a pretty good defender. Yeah, he averages like 1.8 steals Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Got offers from everybody in the country because his dad. So,
2: I mean, I hear you.
0: I'm going to certainly come off as a hater, but I don't think he's that fucking good. I'm not saying he's not good. But he's not as good as LeBron tweeting out that, oh, man, Bronny's better than some of these NBA players. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I hate that. I might have even said, we might have talked about that yeah, already. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I despise that because yeah, he's yeah. not better than anyone in the NBA right now. Not a soul. So Yeah, he'll probably never be better than anyone in the NBA. Imagine him playing this UConn team. <laughs> Imagine If you think he's better than people in the NBA, imagine him playing against UConn. He would fucking get... Annihilated he wouldn't score
2: no, I don't think anybody thinks that it's just a father you know hyping up his son.
0: he's a clown, yeah he is um but yeah, I thought that that was ridiculous, but ten points in the in an elimination game it's on brand with LeBron, yeah. I mean, not not really. He's had some pretty good performances, but when it mattered most and he needed to hit a three in Miami, he bricked it, and Ray Allen saved him. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, Chris, Chris Bosh too with the rebound. Nobody yeah. talks about it. Nobody. Really. Mario Chalmers. They had when Ray Allen gets the ball in the corner and he he immediately shoots it as he gets it. Mario Chalmers went on a podcast and they like showed the clip where everyone's closing out on Ray Allen because he's obviously going to shoot it, and Mario Chalmers is over there like waving. And he, they, he sat on the pocket. It's like, I would have knocked it down if he gave it to me, too. It's like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Yeah. You think Ray Allen's going to pull up? <laughs> LeBron go, was oh. waving, too. Yeah. What do you think? He's going to pull up mid-shot and then cross-court pass it. it? It's goddamn Ray Allen. The shot's going up. And he didn't even touch the rim. Mario Chalmers. Let's pass it to the seventh best player on the team. Yeah. Um. What else? Anything else happen? Uh,
2: mm-hmm. No. Just the games, really. Yeah. So... Yeah,
0: we'll move on to the brackets. Like I said, I still, of my three brackets, I have, um, this is just a blank one. I have a UConn bracket, but there's nothing I can do to win our challenge. Um, It was looking like we all had a chance at one point to win. You and I had an opportunity to have the final game correct and go into the championship with whoever wins. Alabama, I would win. Houston, you would win. And then that just got blown to bits. <laughs> they both lose in a big way. Alabama gets dominated by San Diego State. Houston gets dominated by Miami. It's been the strangest year. We saw a 16 seed upset a one seed. Obviously, Purdue goes down. Virginia loses round one. Um, who else? Kentucky loses round two. Kansas loses round two. Um, Baylor loses round two. It's I mean, everybody's gone. UCLA and Gonzaga, you knew that they were going one was going to cannibalize the other, but then Gonzaga goes on to play Yukon and gets trounced. Yukon's the best team in the country far and away. It's not even close. They're the best team remaining. They're the best team in this tournament as it plays out. But I mean, who saw this coming? Yeah, nobody. You know? I don't know what to expect. Um, I really, I'm not even that amped up for the final four.
1: Yeah, no, me either.
0: It's like kind of a letdown. I, it, it's the double edged sword of this style of tournament, and this is exactly what makes this tournament so great: is that you are going to see upsets. But I, I mean, FAU,
1: yeah, in San Diego State, one of these teams was gonna going be in to be the, the national, national Champions. championship. Yes.
0: FAU, who should have lost to Memphis
1: if it should be in the final four
0: went on a miracle run and now they're a game away from the national championship i think i don't know i'm sitting on a 20 to 1 uconn future and i feel very good about it now so they are now like plus 110 plus 120 to win it all that is called a good return on investment miami i knew miami was good i've seen miami through this year but I mean, I had Miami losing to Drake. And realistically, if Drake wouldn't have just collapsed when they started pressing, Drake would have won that game. So we're about to potentially have two teams, or we do have two teams in the Final Four, that should have lost in Round 1. FAU and Drake, I mean, FAU and Miami, both should have lost in the first round. Yeah, and
1: even San Diego State, who'd they play? No, they they nearly didn't cover. Yeah, but it was kind of close there. It was, it was, but... It wasn't looking like they were going to
0: cover. Yeah. Yeah, no, they clamped down on the defensive side of the ball late, late in that, with five minutes to go, they locked in. And then Alabama, this was the whole reason I took Alabama was because I felt like their defense and rebounding prowess would be enough to overcome a poor shooting night, but they had the worst shooting night that you could possibly have, and they couldn't overcome it. So, San Diego State, FAU, Miami, and UConn. That is the final four that we are working with in Houston. The, I mean, it's just unfortunate. I didn't think anybody else would have a UConn bracket, so I got a little reckless with my UConn bracket, trying to pick stuff that I didn't think would happen just in case, trying to hedge my bet, knowing that nobody else will have UConn. If they win, I'll still win no matter what. Well, that's not the case. Three UConn brackets were made, one being mine, one is two points better than mine. Nothing I can do. And it sucks. But luckily, I at least have the futures bet. But, I mean, we can go ahead and just wait it all year. All year. So those are dead. Um. All right, so we look ahead to the final four. FAU, San Diego State. San Diego State is two-point favorites. The over-under sits at 131.5. Do you have a lean at all? Um... Not really, to be honest. Me neither. (laughs) I'm going to take the over 131.5. I think FAU shoots it pretty often, pretty regularly from the outside. I think it's going to be a battle of the big men, Mensa, and then the Russian dude for FAU down low. I don't feel strongly about this game at all, Um, but I will take the over 131.5. A shitload of money's on the under, understandably so. San Diego State is... Very good defensively. They don't play super fast. FAU plays faster than San Diego State, but they also don't play that fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going over 131 and a half just for the principle of. I saw 98 percent of the money on the under. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with
1: FAU plus two. Okay, you think the Owls? <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that
0: you can't even ask yourself that. Like, you think FAU is going to the national championship? I, all I can say is. Well, first, okay, do you, do you have a play on this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, but like y'all said, and it's not very strong. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is it? I'm going San Diego State minus one and a half. Okay. Um, And you pretty much touched on it. I mean, you've been saying it for the whole tournament defense. Mm-hmm. You like defense here. Well, that shit went out the window
0: fast for me. But <laughs> UConn is one of the best defensive teams in the country as well.
2: Right.
0: And they, they they're handling business, but... But yeah, no, I, I always always have always will defer and lean towards the defensive team.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you see what San Diego State did to Alabama holding them to under 60 points? or what right over Or am 60, I thinking 64. Yeah well, who they, then they held Creighton under 60. Yes. It was like 57, 56. Creighton had that game too. Oh yeah. Creighton had that game, and dude, because I had Creighton late and and, and then it should have went it could have potentially went to overtime. There's a late foul. Misses the first free throw, makes the second one for the win to punch their ticket to the Final Four. Uh,
2: To crush my dreams.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) But Texas lost anyway. Yeah,
0: so it wouldn't have mattered. Right. So you're taking San Diego State minus one and a half? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm gonna go over one thirty one and a half. Hope for a little overtime possibly. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's funny? This is a, total this is a yeah. shit
2: show. This is three different plays between us. Yeah. I mean That's not usual. San Diego
0: State was able to win with Matt Bradley having a horrible game. So yeah. yeah he sucked. He did. He did not play well at all, and they still were able to get the win. They have a lot of they lot they have a lot of mid sized, like small forwards that can that play pretty well. And then Mensa down low gave Kalkbrenner all he could handle. So they definitely have the tools. I mean, if you mid-season, if you stack these two teams up, I I would lean San Diego State. But FAU, I mean, rising to the occasion time after time. They keep making these late pushes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and they're so calm
1: at the end. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. Maybe like some of these teams that haven't had a close game, really like UConn. I mean, obviously they're the clear cut best team, but you wonder if like FAU being in these tight games and they keep they keep just they're so clutch. All mm-hmm. their players are always in the right position at the end to um win the game. Yeah. You it, wonder if that's gonna have an effect here.
0: Well, I think you start to believe in yourself and yeah. if you believe in yourself you can beat anybody. So it's kinda like when the sixteen seeds start getting that momentum or oh at halftime we're tied. So you go into that game, you're like, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. And now, okay, it's halftime. We got a shot. And we're tied. We can hang with this team. Yeah. Once you get that momentum behind you, so it's it's a little different, but it's kind of the same thing, whereas they've been in these situations where they're five minutes ago, they're losing every game. And then they make a push or they dig deep, they get the stop they need, and then they go convert on the other end. And they're pulling out these wins. So, yeah, no, once you have that belief that you can beat anybody, I mean, at this point, they're in the final four. So it's not going to be for lack of uh, – lack of confidence or anything like that. But it's still, like Leon Edwards' coach, you got to pull the shit out of the fire. They've proven to themselves that they can pull the shit out of the fire at this point, and it, they're not going to collapse in late-game pressure situations, I don't think.
2: so. They're very balanced. Yeah. Like their scoring is, I think, eight points per game to 13 is the most. Yeah, they
0: have multiple guys who can score. The big man's giving them good minutes. That was the difference yeah. against Creighton. If the big dude shows up because he played well against – uh they had to play Tennessee, right? Against Plovzic. Yes. Yeah. He flopped a little bit, but Plovzic is also kind of a, a huge bitch. So mm-hmm. throwing those elbows. Yeah. I was happy to see them go down. Yep. And I was on the right side of yeah, so I, I made a turnaround betting wise. Um I, I am I am on a seven and four run this past weekend, and that puts me at I think eleven and 12, one game under five hundred. So regular season, we finished profitable. We finished up, um, but I mean, if this future ticket, t- if this future ticket hits, I'm I'm gonna have a very profitable college basketball season, a complete 180 from last season, where we just went absolutely full full dumb and did it the wrong way. But what? What are you saying?
1: Oh, uh, not no. I'm no, just looking at some stats.
0: So yeah, I'm gonna go over. I mean. Eh. I could see it being 40 to 40 going to over, <laughs> going to overtime, and then San Diego State wins 48 47. Uh, so uh, I have no idea I hope it, I hope I hope it hits you over. We could see an overtime game, tight spread. nearly saw overtime against Creighton, so I don't know. we'll see. this is not one that I have a strong lean about, you need that. <laughs>
2: All right, uh, three different plays.
0: The second game, Miami taking on UConn. The Huskies are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I will go first. I have said all year I love Danny Hurley. I love this UConn team. If you've watched our plays of the day on YouTube, you've seen me and Nick back UConn many times this year. The duo of Adama Sonogo and Klingen down low is unmatched. It's just too much for people to handle. There's a reason I made a UConn bracket. I felt like they could upset Kansas or I felt like uh Kansas was vulnerable. And then I had them over either Gonzaga or UCLA. I've been very high on this this Yukon team. Like I said, like a broken record. I have the futures bet on them. I'm taking UConn minus five and a half. I won't bet against Yukon. I bet them every game of the tournament, they've covered every game by a, a huge margin. This is very much a team that reminds I keep saying they remind me of Baylor, but it's almost the opposite. It is and it isn't, because they have very good guards. Hawkins is arguably the best player in the country. He's That's how good this team is. You can make an argument that he's not the best player on the team. They play different positions, but sonogo has been dominant. But you've got Hawkins, you've got Newton, you've got Carabin, you've got Calcaterra. Dude, they have so many fucking guys. You've got uh, Jackson, and then you've got Sonogo and Klingon down low. This is the most complete team by far. It's not even close. Miami's very good offensively. Leaves a lot to be desired defensively. The fact that they put up 90 points on Houston was eye-opening for sure. I don't expect it to happen again. I don't expect them to be able to score at will on this UConn team. I'm taking the Huskies every which way. You can't have it put on a platter more for you than UConn has. The one seed loses... You only got to play the the toughest team. You got to play is the three seed, and then you are going into the final four against a five seed, against a two five seeds and a nine seed. Mm-hmm. It's it's on a platter for him. Yeah. Coach Danny Hurley's going to get his first national championship. He's an incredible coach. His brother was a better player, but he's the better coach. I think it's it's as much of on a platter for UConn as it could be. Yeah. What are you taking in this one? Um yeah, Yukon's covering
1: by a margin of an average margin of seventeen and a half points mm-hmm. per game. So that's how Which many points that astounding. Vegas has misvalued this team in the tournament on average. Yeah. Now Miami's been undervalued as well, but um it's it's impressive that they were able to do what they did to Houston.
0: Oh, extremely. That should not go... So
1: you wonder... I mean, that's the clear-cut best defensive team in the country. Houston. And then UConn just plays the clear-cut best offensive team in the country in Gonzaga and they hold Gonzaga to 54 points. Yeah. It's like this... uh, I mean, UConn's clearly the better team. It's just you wonder they're covering by so much. It's like, when when is... I, I don't know. What's enough points
0: to to um yep. lay here yeah. yeah i have no idea i would lay more yeah <laughs> no, they're that good dude when they have so many different options they have so many options that's why you could make an argument that this is one of the better teams of all time just because Sonogo is dominant Klingon is going to be a problem next year he's only going to get better he's a freshman you just have so many different guys that can pick up the slack for an off-shooting night. That's bi- I've always preached that. Calcaterra is a flamethrower from deep. Hawkins is one of the best guards, if not the best guard in the country. I mean, remaining, him or Isaiah Wong. Yeah. And then if Sunogo gets in foul trouble, Klingon comes in. Klingon doesn't play a ton of minutes, but he's been playing really good minutes, mm-hmm. giving him good rim protection, good rebounding, and he's scoring his fair share. So, yeah, I think, dude, they're so good. It's just – it's one of those things where it's like they get out to this big lead and in college basketball you always expect the other team to go on a run and, okay, they're going to tighten it up. They just put their foot on your fucking throat and you're done. Gonzaga right. had no chance. No chance. I, I said going into that game, the only way for Gonzaga to hang in that game is they got to hit from the outside. And they started 0 for 5. It's like they're done. They're fucked. Timmy, there was nothing he could do. Can't guard him on the other side without fouling. And then – offensively, I don't even know what he finished with. Probably not that much. He fouled out pretty – I mean, he had four fouls. There's no way he played that many minutes. He picked up his third foul a minute into the second half.
1: I think he only had like 12 or 14 points.
0: Yeah, and he's very good. Fundamentally, Timmy's probably the best big in the country. What he did against UCLA doesn't get enough credit. He went – I mean, he he put the team on his back mm-hmm. until the free throws at the very end. But he willed that team to that win. So, Timmy deserves his flowers for sure. But you just run into a different animal – You'd run into a two-headed fucking animal with Sonogo and Klingon. This UConn team is one of the most complete teams I've seen definitely since Baylor 2021. I'll go to my grave saying that's the best college basketball team of all time. But this UConn team is really, really good. They got to finish the job to go into the ranks, top 10 ranks, wherever you want to put them. But I mean, I don't see them beat. I don't see them losing to anybody.
1: I mean, this is definitely this gonna be their the toughest tough, game. Toughest game. Yeah, here. you get
0: in the national championship, you bet UConn for whatever it is. It'll be it'll be fucking twelve and a half point favorites. I will fucking lay it. Yeah. So I'm taking UConn minus five and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go at UConn too. Okay, Joseph, what are you taking?
2: I'm going UConn minus two and a half first half.
0: Not full game.
2: No. Okay.
0: Why is that? Why is the? Well, it's like. Let me. Okay. I don't dislike the pick because I think UConn could obliterate them, but UConn has played substantially better in the second half they of have. games this
2: year. I was going to say that, yeah, they have, but Miami as well.
0: Yeah, Miami, Miami's Miami's comeback against
2: local the, teams. They who, came. They had to come back against Drake. They had to come back against. Um, yes. Uh, Texas last week.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. They were down. What were they down? Thirteen? Because I was on no, Miami. Eight. No, no, I think it was thirteen. Or was that um, sure was that might have been FAU? So. Did FAU make the thirteen point comeback?
1: Um, I don't know. I think, I think Miami might have been down that amount later in the second half. Yes, it was like a thirteen point at comeback. Time with, they were down by like eight, I think. Eight, yeah, forty. Well,
0: yeah, so. yeah, no, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. They were down thirteen with like five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I remember leaving here on Sunday. And I thought Texas was going to the yes. final four.
0: Well, I had a futures bet on Texas, too. So I was like, I'm sitting there <laughs> And pretty. then I
1: get home, and then it's all of a sudden right. popping up on my phone.
2: Yep. 88-81. Yeah. Saying
1: Miami one by 7 I said, how?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of goes <laughs> into what I'm saying. Um, you know, it feels like it should be more than 5.5, right? Like, UConn is the clear dominant team. Yeah, I know but, Miami's good. Wong and Pac, like, they've been playing really good this tournament. They're outscoring their opponents by over 12 points per um, in the second half combined in all four of their games so far. Yeah. Um, you know, down five to Drake, down eight to Texas. They outscored Houston by 15 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could just see one of those bullshit backdoor covers where it's like a 10-point game at the end of the game, and then, you know, some bullshit happens. So No, yeah,
0: it's certainly possible. Um, but, you,
2: but to your point, UConn's been really good in the second half as well.
0: As high as I am on UConn, I don't feel like five and a half is like the wrong number, though, if that makes sense. I feel like if you go any higher, what are you going to make it? Like eight and a half points?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument I that think... they've played better teams already. Who? Right. UConn. Can you? Houston— um, no, that UConn has played a better team than Miami. Miami. I mean, they beat Gonzaga oh, by oh, right, right, 28 right. Yes, points. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I
0: get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But the way Miami beat Houston, I think, warrants the spread to be where it is. That's why you're getting this number. So you take it.
2: <laughs> like it's there for a reason.
0: I don't think it's out of left field because they've been undervaluing UConn all tournament.
2: Yeah, and Miami as well.
0: Yes. But so to put up 90 points on Houston— I, I don't I don't look at the five and a half like, what the hell? This is kind of around the range I figured it would be. I didn't think UConn was going to be anywhere near like a double-digit favorite. That's a lot of points. Yeah. For a team that has good guard play, that's been here before, at least in terms of the Sweet 16, not the... Um, they've gone deep in the tournament to the second weekend. They haven't been to the Final Four. I think it's the first time in history, and Nega brought a team back to the Final Four since George Mason. First time in history Miami's gone there. You got to tip your cap. Nega's a good coach. Oh, yeah. So... But yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, I don't know what he's doing in the locker room, but he's he's got his guys looking like a different team in the second half of these games.
0: But Danny Hurley goes in there and he he makes adjustments as well and they come out and they fucking put it on people in the second half. Yeah. The thing with Wong, I would expect Isaiah uh, not I would expect Andre Jackson to guard Isaiah Wong. Good luck. And then even if he doesn't, that's the thing about Hawkins. Hawkins looks like this frail like small guard. He's like 6'3", with a super long wingspan. If you see, he'll go down there and like get rebounds in the midst of like the centers and mm-hmm. all of that. He's not afraid. He's a tough-nosed defender. He will go down there and rebound. He will guard. He guards well. Tristan Newton, very good defensive guard. But Jackson's probably the best defender left in the tournament. I think you're going to see a tough night for Isaiah Wong. And then whoever is on Nigel Pack, whether it's Newton, Hawkins, doesn't matter. I think it's going to be a tough night for him, too. And then Omir down low. I get it. Good luck against Sunogo and Klingon. Yeah. It's just, you have, they're going to have to. Same thing I said with Gonzaga. Miami's going to have to shoot it well from the outside. You're going to have to shoot it very well, above
2: 40%. Yeah. And then you got Jordan Miller. When, when, I, I don't even want to say Wong and Pack had an off, off night. They still had, what, 14 and 15 points, mm-hmm. I think. You got Jordan Miller only shooting seven for seven. From the floor, finishing with twenty-seven points. Well, he went to the free throw line. To, I think he went right. like
0: twelve of twelve from the line, so that right. helped. But yeah, so I, I, I think <clears> they're
2: going to <throat> have to lean on on someone else again, besides Packer or Wong.
0: And then it's like, yeah, if if one of them get in foul trouble, UConn's relentless at attacking the attacking the rim. I just don't see it, man. This team is very, very good. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm going to lay the five and a half with UConn. It right, sounds like you are as well. You're going two and a half first half. Yes. Okay, so, I mean, I'll recap mine. Uh, San Diego State, FAU over 131.5, UConn minus 5.5. If I add anything, I will certainly put it out probably on the YouTube page. Go follow Big Easy Bets TV on YouTube. What are you taking? FAU plus
1: 2 and UConn minus 5.5. Go ahead.
2: Oh, my bad. You go. Uh, (laughs) I'm taking uh, San Diego State minus 1.5. And UConn, minus two and a half, first half.
0: Alrighty, there you go. That is our best bets for the Final Four. It has been one of the more unpredictable tournaments. It's always unpredictable, but this one, more than any, I don't remember, I don't recall there not being a single one seed in the Final Four. I don't remember the last time it happened. Yeah. No two seeds, no three seeds.
1: Yeah, there wasn't even a one seed in Elite Eight.
0: Yeah, wild. Wild. But that's what makes this the best, the best sporting event of all time. Uh, do you have anything to say before we go?
2: No. Anything? Like, subscribe, follow, do everything. There's nothing my boy would want more for his wedding than to get these followers up. This <laughs> is no, just joking. Yes, so <laughs> this
0: will be our last episode for...
2: Two or three weeks, huh?
0: A little while. I mean, obviously the NFL draft is right around the corner. Uh, But yeah, I will be getting married on Friday and then we'll in turn immediately be going on our honeymoon, which means I will not be here for the national championship. You're going to be potentially putting out a play on YouTube. So if you're not following the Big Easy Bets YouTube page, it's Big Easy Easy Bets TV. Go subscribe. Free plays we've been giving out. I think I'm going to go back to baseball here baseball uh, yeah. I do it every year. I fucking hate baseball, but uh, the show's got to go on and uh we'll see what happens as soon as I get down a shitload then I'll just stop. Just, I'll just bet on um, like I never did it.
2: Yeah, no no money line. What do they no call it? Bet bullshit. the run, bet the yeah. the run line? The totals.
0: No, oh, yeah. No. Just betting on the totals. Yeah. Bet
2: bases, man. Eh. I'm telling you, we'll stay see. away from that money line book.
0: We'll see what we're going to do, but we're going to definitely do something with baseball so And that,
2: what's that? You can bet um.
0: Like weird first
1: inning. What first inning? Oh, if there's runs. Yeah. That's an electric (laughs) bed. That is an electric bed.
0: No, yeah. We're going to definitely do something. I'm not going to get crazy. Uh, It'll be like one play a day every now and then probably throughout. I don't know. One play anytime I can get in here and make a video, Uh, but nothing crazy. No multiple plays a day. Nothing like that. We're not going off the rails, Um, but the show will go on. And then, yeah, we'll be back in here for the NFL draft. Then we've got who knows what the fuck else. We'll figure it out. But this is we're definitely approaching the slow season every year. This is typically obviously anyone who is a core listener knows that this is a football NFL and college football podcast. First and foremost, when those seasons are over, we transition to college basketball and March Madness. And then when that's over, we just fucking keep betting on shit because we have a problem. But it's not that well, I'll, I'll probably preface every single baseball video with I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You (laughs) probably shouldn't listen until I get hot, and then I'll tell you I'm the smartest fucking (laughs) baseball gambler you've ever met. That's how it should be. So episode 151 is in the books. Go subscribe to the YouTube page. You can follow us on any social media site, any questions about any game that we did not touch on, or whatever. If you have a specific side that you want our opinion on, you can reach out and we will let you know. But we'll be back when we're back. Y'all have a good one. The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this a little bit did I rush. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.